It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! Welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks this year. Hawkeye Oasis located in a Georgia Southern Desert. Unemployed Southern Desert, that is. Uh, today, the uh, news dropped that uh, the Frost Advisory truly is canceled. Um, it is over. The tenure is done uh, for Scott Frost, which I think after last night when we were licking our wounds after the Iowa State game, I thought they would wait till October. And so they're getting a lot of crap from media right now. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. That they're, Everyone's like, that Big Ten money, man, That's that just hits different. You got all this money that you just had $7 million to throw extra when the buyout would be cut by seven over $7 million after October 1st. They just got – they got rid of him now and decided they'd throw an extra $7 million at him. I mean, that's talking about you don't have a care in the world when it comes to money. Um, yeah. So, uh, but we're going to touch on the Scott Frost situation more throughout the podcast. Uh, I got to stay to the agenda. I have a little ADD, a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, first of all, we wanted to we'll show a quick picture here. We had an awesome event, Game Watch. Everything was perfect except for the way we played on the field. Got a little picture of the group here. Um, <clears throat> there's quite a bit more people. Um, and for those of you that are listening, um, just audio, we're kind of showing a picture here of, uh, of the group, but a lot of people left. Now I want you guys to look in the far left corner and Janie, my wife's mom is trying to hide. Do you see her back there <laughs> hiding? Yeah, the creeper around the corner. Yeah. She's creeping. Some, some Russzilla right there. I see yeah. some Russzilla. Yeah. Russzilla was there. Yeah. Russ made it out and, um, Russell the muscle. Yeah, so it was it was great to see him. Good seeing him, yeah. So the one person wearing an Iowa State shirt uh, was she just picked up off the streets or something? She, <laughs> she's the bar owner. She actually owns the bar. Yeah, she, yeah. She's a Iowa State alum. <laughs> alum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's she's super nice cool. gal. Put up with, with us the whole game because I mean they didn't take the lead till the very end, so she had to to deal with our optimism for a while. And for drinks too. Yep. Right. So um. Cool things happened. We had a signed helmet that um, we weren't able to get Kyle to sign it because with the proximity with him not being here. But Marty, uh, a Nebraska Hawks Nest full-size helmet, we were able to get a huge donation for the mustaches for kids. Um, 
charity, which they're they have different cities throughout the country that they raise money in. So this uh, this charity has started it was started in 1999, and they call it when Ab- absurdity meets philanthropy. Um, they have chapters all across North America, and the guys grow mustaches for 30 days to raise money money for local children's charities. So um, we don't have we're not rocking any mustaches, but you know we all. We all appreciate a good mustache. So um, we're going to be do. I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do that uh, this year, some point, like maybe, I don't know, we'll talk about it, but rock the mustaches, get some pledges on the podcast and, and raise money for, for the, for those kids. <laughs> so we were able to raise $825, which wow. I, I thought was phenomenal. We sold That's a lot of, sold impressive. a lot of t-shirts. Um, yeah. It's t-shirts, uh, koozies, some helmets, mm. Um, and Thank then, you, Hawkeye Nation. Yeah, yeah, and Riley Moss signed helmet. So yeah. very cool. It was a great event. What what did uh, Matt and Marty? I'll start with uh, Marty. You know, I thought it was a great event. Like honestly, like other than the outcome of the game, I don't think it could have gone any better. Marty, what would you think? We had a great turnout. Yeah, we did. We had a, we had not only the uh, people that follow us on Facebook and, and this podcast, but we also had some walk ins that had no idea. Uh, this one couple I know walked in, looked around. They had Hawkeye shirts on, and they live in the area. And they said, had no idea this Hawkeye party was going on. Yeah. So it was a good event, a good turnout. We had a lot of fun, except for the game. Yeah, no, exactly. Matt, what what did you think about it all? Yeah, uh, same. That was it. Was cool to see how uh, how many people are out there, just kind of coming in through to hang out with us and getting to talk to some of the, some of the fans of the page and getting to know some people and just seeing what Hawkeye fans are, you know, local there to, to yeah. watch games with more often possibly. So yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. So they've, um, they've raised over $12 million for local children's charities. So I think that's pretty cool. That's wow. good stuff. So, yeah. you know, going through health issues as an adult is scary enough, but when you're a kid, you know, that you have your family worrying about how they're going to take care of the financial part of it's the last thing you should have to think about or deal with. So it's places yeah, like this. Man. We're honored to be able to help. This is Riley Moss's choice of um, he really wanted us to donate to this charity. Riley's been rocking the mustache all season. And uh, we uh, sold a helmet that he had signed and got some money from that. So um, and we were connected to Riley. His aunt is um, a follower of the page that we really um, have kind of built a friendship with recently and she's she's pretty pretty great do you guys hear that echo or is that just me this is you man all right maybe it's just me then all right then i'll just shut up about it so (laughs) you got an an echo between your ears man yeah yeah, because there's nothing in there i know it's hollow by the way is it is that is that a foot locker from the old locker rooms it is it is you know this is interesting because i you know, I, I was number one. I sat right next to Fred Russell. I've tried to track down my locker because, and if, I've seen several of my teammates been able to get a hold of them. How yeah. on earth did you get a hold of that? They posted it like a few years ago, four or five years ago yeah. on, on social media. They were getting rid of them. Yeah. And one guy, like a big donor, I think he lived like in Johnston, Iowa, right outside of Des Moines. He uh-huh. bought like 30 or 40 yep. of them. Uh-huh. And so he posted it and I messaged him and said, Hey, I want one. And yep. I, I, I first saw it cause Tom Arnold bought one uh-huh. and, and he put it in his will that he wanted his to be buried in the locker. That's <laughs> the, the, he really said that. Um, one, of my, one of my roommates in college bought 
his. He was able to find his. And I was this is really yeah, Cy Phillips, he was a quarterback. Okay. Mine yeah. it was I know it was Warren Holloway's. It's got his number on it. And nice. so I threw a signed picture of him in there that was from the Capital anyway, One Bowl. But I saw it in the background, man. It yeah. brings back vivid memories. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh hopefully sometime when you come through Omaha, like you can come over and check all this stuff out. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. A little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a Hawkeye hoarder here. Sure, so. that's okay. All right, boys. Um, we're only gonna be picking a couple games this week because we've got a lot, a lot to talk about, a lot going on. First, we're gonna talk about the disappointment of the 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 Cyhawk game. Just extremely frustrating. Um, I, I told you guys. I mean, I picked it, and I'm <laughs> I did. I don't. I'm not happy to be right. I wish I was wrong, and it didn't feel any better. Um, that, that, that I picked it. I just don't have any trust in that offense. I, I just want to go through each one of you guys, and I, I'm not going to steal all the stats because I know maybe you guys want to throw a few out, but you know, if you're going to have 150 total yards in a game, you're not going to win many football games. I mean, it's just, you can't move the ball at all. Um, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to win a game. Um, the time of possession, Iowa state had the ball 38 minutes and 15 seconds. We only had it. I only had it 21 minutes and 45 seconds. Like that's a big, big disparity there. I thought that was closer than that when I saw the time of possession during the game, but I must have read it wrong. Well, I think way worse. I think that 99 yard drive at the end of the game, I think added a lot to that. Oh, for sure. Um, I just want to start, you know, I'm going to start with, um, with Kyle here and, just really what you thought about that game, Kyle, how it went. Um, and then the, the missed field goal at the end of the game that could have taken it to overtime. And, you know, I'm a Hawkeye Homer. I'm like, Oh, he's going to make this. We're going to go into overtime. We're going to win this game. And that's not what happened. Um, he has not looked good at all uh, since he's been out there. Kyle, what, what were your thoughts on the game that that kick and just, that situation at kicker, do you feel, do you feel confident with this guy going forward or do you think maybe we need to look at making a change? So first off with the game itself, you know, every time, even when I played and since then uh, when Iowa Iowa state game comes, comes about, you know, of course you're always going to root for your home team. You're always, but you know, there's always that, that, that small percentage of you that's thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit frightened of this. There's something about Iowa state that, does make us kind of uh, shudder a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, the game itself, you know, it, it looks to me like it, uh, my synopsis of it was both teams played terribly and yeah. Iowa State came out on top. And when it is a kicker at the very end to, you know, seal the deal and he doesn't, he comes up short or wide. Uh, it definitely, you know, I feel for him, you know, it's, um, it's definitely not something that you ever want to, I, I always, you know, I missed a handful of field goals when I, when I played and, uh, I never had that particular opportunity where I missed a, you know, game winner or a game tire. Um, but, uh, it's very unfortunate that, that, that it came to that. And, you know, I was talking with my family about this, you know, um, Aaron, you know, he, uh. Is he a true freshman? I, I believe so. I yeah, believe it, so. I feel like I've, I've heard his name before. But anyway, you know, regardless of how he bounces back from this, it's what it's all about with a kicker, with, with kickers. Um, it's all about how you bounce back. Regardless of how he does, it's very unfortunate that 
you know, he's going to remembered for that one kick. He really is. He's going to have to do some incredible <clears throat> stuff to uh, get rid of that history for him. Um, but you know what? Right hash, 48-yarder, again, the distance, that's legit. It is in the rain. That's legit. But again, you practice for these particular situations. And, I, and the one thing I will say about that is if I were there at the complex with him right now, I would say, look, man, uh, you know, there's, there's no excuse for this. Um, I guarantee that he went through that exact same scenario. If he's a good, if he's good at what he does and if he has good resources, he went through that exact same scenario uh, before the game. And, um, you know, that's something that we practice the 40 yarders, you know, the, uh, the easy stuff, the, the stuff that's a uh, ch- chip shots, the, the stuff that's uh, the high percentage field goal field goals that happen in games. Um, you know, a 48 yarder, I'm sorry, you miss it from the right hash all the way, all the way to the left. Um, that's tough to swallow. So I hope that he's doing well and I hope that he has a good support system with him. I'm sure he does. It's all about how you bounce back. And I'm very upset with it because I thought that we uh, had a good kicker on our hands. Um, I like to keep that kicker tenureship going. Um, but uh, I just really hope that if he is a true freshman, Usually, you know, that uh, those guys turn it around and uh, hopefully has some very successful years ahead of them. Well, <clears throat> Matt, let's see here. We had um, ISU had 129 rushing yards. Guess how many Iowa had? 58. That's not going to get her done either. Um, <laughs> we went three for 11 on third down and ISU was 10 for 20. That's not winning football right there. Matt, what, what were your thoughts on the game, the way that it went? Um you know, at the end of the day, like Kyle hit it, Iowa State did not play well. We just were inept offensively, just like we have been this year. And we just got beat by a team that's probably going to only win five or six games this year because they, they're not very good. I'm going to be real honest. Are we going to win more than five or six games with that offense? That's something I wanted to talk to you guys about. Like, I want to <laughs> do an, an over-under. Like, are we going to win six games over-under? Like, are we going to do that? Because I'm looking at the schedule, and with, with the way we're playing right now, I don't I don't see six wins on that schedule. Right, and just with, like, today, you know, with our pick, Iowa versus Nevada, the spread is 21 and a half. Can we even score that many points? We haven't even scored 21 points this whole season. <laughs> Well, nine points has only been fourteen. The only thing, the only thing I'll say to this is, again, I'm, I'm dating myself. You know, I'm, I'm pushing twenty years, and, uh, you know, I remember standing on the sidelines watching us. Uh, I think when it was o two, um, we got beat by Iowa State at home, but we won the first two home games, I believe. Uh, you guys, you guys would be able to correct me if I'm wrong. And then we, after that, we went on to run the table. Right. Yeah. And again, I know times have changed. Things are different. You know, we've got different teams. We've got different coaching staffs. You know, like it's uh, it's all different. But um, gosh, I think it's kind of too early to predict that, Matt. I'm with right. you. I'm with you. I'm skeptical. No, I, can't, I, can't. I am. I'm skeptical. But I've done it, man. Cockeyes, come on, man. You know. Don't embarrass me out here. In I, I've seen it. I've seen us turn it around before. Yeah. Um, you know, there's 2009, we had to block two field goals for, from you and I to mm. win that game, and then we ended up going to the Orange Bowl that yeah. year and winning that with Ricky yeah. Stanzi and that team. Did you guys see Pat, Ingr- Pat Ingram's post today on Facebook? Yeah. 
that was good stuff, man. I mean, I actually did not. What did he say? Oh, he just talks about how, like, hey, like you football players, you, you got to remember that you played some shitty games too. Sorry for the language, but That's you right. know, it, it was it was good stuff. You know, I, I like Pat the way he talks, the way he expresses things. Be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. right. You know, he doesn't beat around the bush, man. Um, so anyway, I like that. No. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. Did you did you kind of get off your chest what you wanted to say? I, I didn't really. Yeah, we had a good therapy session uh, that <laughs> night after the game at the bar, so I got yeah. most of it off my chest then. But uh, yeah, to to kind of, I mean, just reiterate, I guess what you said. I mean, the it'd be nice to see some something change there. I mean, you can't keep doing the same thing and just scoring one touchdown or scoring seven points and thinking you're gonna win football games. You know, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of teams in the big 10 that's going to come in and roll. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. got to find out a way to, to do better. I think we're 50% in the red zone, which isn't going to do it. Um, what were some other, I'm trying to think of some other stats that I looked up uh, earlier today. I should have wrote them down. <laughs> Kirk, it was very in the, in the post game press, it was very noncommittal to, right. uh, that's to, frustrating. To, well, to, to his noncommittal dispenser starting. Uh, next week which he hasn't been at all he's always very much been like he's our guy we're sticking with him <clears> and <throat> um this is the very first time that they asked about that and he he said you know we're gonna have to have conversations about that like we're, we don't know who the starter is next week so sure that um that he's even <laughs> saying that you know yeah, says right. a lot so um marty well, he's like what 20 23 for what the heck was his pass rating do you remember adam yeah well, what's his, what's his pass um well, his, his QBR right now is yeah. three three point four. Guess where he ranks in the country? A hundred thirtieth, hundred thirtieth out of a hundred and thirty Division One programs. Yeah. His QBR is dead last in the nation. He is he just misses the, too much. Better this week than it was last week. Yeah, yeah and he's still the worst. That's up from one point five. <laughs> we we statistically have the worst quarterback in Division One football. Like. <clears throat> Again, I'll preface it with he's pro- he's a great young man, but great being a great young man doesn't win you football games. Okay, we're in the business of wanting to win football games, and when you have your top receivers, you know, like Charlie Jones, he looks like that was a genius move going to Purdue. He's already in a, in two games, I think, about totaled what he's right. What he's he got twenty one catches year. and a whole bunch of yards at Purdue already. I think he had twenty one yeah. catches all year for Iowa. But guess, but guess what? You know, recruits are going to see that like. Charlie probably just made himself a millionaire because he probably wouldn't have gotten drafted at Iowa playing quarterback, getting the ball like he was getting. Mm-hmm. He went to Purdue. He's getting the exposure and he's going to, he's going to be maybe a top, you know, fourth round, you know, third round draft pick. He's proven he can mm-hmm. get it done. But for some reason at Iowa, he couldn't run routes, you know, like he was supposed to, but he, <laughs> he seems to be running them pretty damn well at Purdue. I'm not sure, you know, what, what the deal is there. Uh, Marty, I want to get to you on what your thoughts, um, you know, we, we, we bled through this thing together and, and watched it and, you know, our football relationship, man, we've had a lot of fun, but man, it hasn't gotten off to a fun start with these guys. Um, you know, what do you think, Marty, from everything that you saw, you've watched a lot of Hawkeye football over the years. what do you think of this one? Well, I think I'll start out by saying I'll always be a Hawkeye fan. I'll always love, always love the Hawkeyes as I always have. Um, usually being the eternal optimist, I will tell you, I think we're in for a dismal season. Um, I'm, I'm saying three games tops that we're going to win. 
And the reason, and the main reason, we, we, we can talk about the offense. I don't think the O-line and the quarterback is going to turn this around. I don't think we have the resources to turn it around this season. No. And the other thing I'm really worried about that I thought of during the game was as much time as our defense, which is a great defense, as much time as those guys are spending on the field, I'm really nervous about the health of that defense. They're playing so much. They're getting hit so much. I think we're going to lose some to injuries and our defense is going to, you know, lack some resources. I don't know how far deep we are on every position, but I have a kind of a dismal outlook for this year. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. Uh, you know, one other telling stat that blew me away was uh, Spencer's average pass was 3.9 yards. At that point, why don't you just run the ball every time? Like, <laughs> if you're throwing the ball 3.9 yards on average, that's, you know, you, and, and the receivers, you know, I get it. You know, yeah, yeah we have a couple of receivers out. You know, I understand that. But you're a senior. You've started. This is your third season we shouldn't be going through growing pains like this and frustrations like this at this point. So, um, you know, Kyle, I wanted to get your thoughts too on at this point, just being in the locker room, you know, you, when you were there, you didn't really see a quarterback struggle like this, but I'm sure, you know, you had a time when you saw one of the, one of the QBs and there's struggle at times and not to this level. What do you think is going on in the coach's head? Like, you know, with Kirk and Brian, what, what, what do you feel like? And, you know, I, just from your experience, what are they talking about right now? Well, so uh, to correct you respectively, uh, 06, man, uh, Tate and Ferris did not get along. Like there, there were a lot of times. Um, I remember very vividly uh, walking up when we were losing in 06 to Minnesota. We actually lost there. Um, at the Metrodome, and uh, I remember walking up the, uh, the the thousands of stairs, walking to the locker room in the Metrodome, and Ference and Tate uh, just were not having it. We're not on the same page, and um, you know I won't get into details live, but um, <laughs> it you know the result of that in the locker room was a a something that I I hadn't experienced, and that was my senior year. You know, and and I'd been through 02, 03, 04, you know, like I'd been through some very, very happy, successful seasons. And that was the first time where I and again, keep in mind that I was a kicker. So like I I I didn't spend as much time, uh, I guess, you know, I was my own little entity. Um, of course, I was with the team 100 percent all the time, spend as much time with them in the complexes as, as they did. But but I wasn't in the meeting rooms with them all the time. And uh, I didn't know exactly what to think. I don't want to saw that. Uh, anyway, what I'm getting at is, you know, what's, what's happening in the complex with Petrus and, and whatever the coaching staff seeing him is happening behind the scenes. All I'll say is that you, you just don't, the one thing we don't know being on the outside is what's happening on the inside. And, you know, my frustration with Petrus, as I've been watching him uh, and I've been watching all this happen is, yeah, I do agree. I think that there needs to be some sort of change, change it up. You know, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I, I feel like he's, uh, you know, in his interviews, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I don't like that. He still has a smile on his face when there's been mediocrity football played, you know, like it just, 
it's yeah. just not the way it should be. Um, I like that you brought that up because when you said that last week, I hadn't really thought that thought of that. I went back and listened, watched some of his press conferences and you're right. It's like, you're, it, it's like, eh, this is just a, I'm not going to ruin my day. I got other plans later. It's all yeah. good. Whatever. And the coaches, they, they, you know, I, I will say that they coach you up on, on, you know, what they want you to relay to the, uh, to the press, to the media, you know, and which I had a hard time doing because I'm me, you know, like I'm a talker, yeah. I'm a people guy, you know, like I would, you know, I, the, the press liked interviewing me and, um, I don't want to say that everything was controlled, but, um, you know, uh, you know, I just wish that Petrus would, you know, again, go back and watch interviews of like Chandler and Banks and even Tate, you know, like, gosh, when they, when they had terrible games, like they knew it and they would tell you and they, you know, wouldn't beat around the bush. They wouldn't do this generic response where like, Oh, we're just, you know, we're just, we're just looking forward to next week. You know, it's like, come on, tell us, you know, exactly what's on your mind. Um, but uh, I did de- definitely see it behind the uh, behind the scenes, and um, uh, you know when when things are like this like this are happening, I don't know the depth charts. I don't know exactly what's happening behind the scenes. What the coaches are talking about behind closed doors, none of us do. So there's something there's something that Petrus is 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 doing to those coaches uh, that that keeps proving him proving them uh, that he's the starting guy. Um, and I, I personally think that Brad Banks, even Tate Chandler a little bit, and again, I'm biased because I played with those guys. I know exa- I know there's still a play, especially Tate and Banks, where like he could throw on a dime. I mean, it was spot on, but then he could also, you know, a little bit of Michael Vick in him. You know, he could he could run around. He was agile. He could spice things up. Um, sometimes that's what a football team needs, especially like Iowa, where you just all yeah. of a sudden you can audible on the on the fly and um be get creative and uh, make things happen yeah yeah uh, it, and it's frustrating because you know when your coach is in his 24th season i don't we shouldn't be going through stuff like this you know it should be not you know, but position. no no but you know what it's i'm not at the point where i'm ready to say he's hung on too long or anything like that but right you know you got to be able to pivot and know that you know and not be as stubborn and sticking with people but it is time to make our picks for the week we're going down to two today because there's so much such a newsworthy week the six-pack challenge is going down to two this week and our six-pack challenge is brought to you by meyer electric (laughs) meyer electric (laughs) <laughs> shockingly good service since 1833 <laughs> Meyer electric check them out they can do all kinds of crazy things they came over they screwed in some light bulbs for me that i couldn't reach they hung some christmas lights all kinds of crazy stuff you're out of control yeah oh that's uh they do some good stuff man and they come over and they bring this thing over called a ladder and they climb up it and they put it in i was like wow that's a lot of stuff and things yeah. Yes. A lot well, of stuff and things. They carry some nice Christmas lights and flex capacitors too for your vehicle. If you want to do it, if you want to do it, if you want to do any tra- time travel, they can help you with that too. That's why they invented electricity in 1833. So it's a family owned business and operated. All right, boys. Thanks again to our sponsor again with shockingly good service since 1833, Meyer Electric. All right. Iowa. One and one. 
got Nevada coming to town, 6.30 on the Big Ten Network. Um, I can't believe I was favored by 20 and a half points this game. We haven't even scored close to that the whole season. I don't know um, how we're going to how this is going to work, but um, Nevada has one loss. They are two and one. They lost to a program called uh, Incarnate Word. I didn't even know they had a football program. Um, I think that explains the spread here. Um, Boys, I'm going to start with Marty on this one. Marty, I want to know what your thoughts are on this game. Are we going to win this one? And how much alcohol are we going to have to drink to get through it? I'm going Nevada on this one, guys. I don't think I've ever picked Iowa, but I'm going Nevada. They scored. They did lose uh, Saturday to this whatever team it was, an incarnate word or something. But they scored 41 points in the loss. Yeah, and you know they were two and zero going into that game. So I, I'm going Nevada. All right, all right. Um, and then Matt, did you did we record the results from last week? We didn't go over that. I have them. Okay, you have them. Okay, so yeah. You guys make your picks, and then I'm going to circle back, and you kind of tell me where we all landed. Okay. okay? All yeah. right. <clears throat> Kyle, who are you taking in this one? Iowa favored by 20 and a half at Kinnick. Night game on the Big Ten Network. Well, the first thing I'll say is what the heck are we doing playing a team like Nevada? Like, we should be, you know, I, I, I'm over this. I'm over this. Uh, these. We should be playing a team like, you know, Notre Dame or, uh, you know, some SEC team or something. Yeah, I think Penn State's playing Auburn and true test. Give me uh, true Michigan test. State's playing Washington. So again, I don't there's I don't, good games out there. Yeah, if we if we struggle and fight hard and still lose to a very high top ranked team, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. But if we struggle and fight to win against a team that I've never heard of, um, you know, uh, that's or of a state that's only known for gambling and. You know, bachelor parties. I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, I, I'm not impressed. I really aren't. I'm really, I'm really not. So um, I'm going with. I am going with Iowa, though. You know, take the spread and all that stuff. You know, and this is all based off of me just hoping that everyone in that locker room, everyone. Well, it's you know nine fifteen at night, and everyone's either in their dorms or their apartments or their houses wherever they're living, and hopefully they are just absolutely. I hope no one sleeps tonight. You know, I hope nobody on that team sleeps tonight because hopefully they all, if they are good at what they do and they are serious about what they are doing, they should be rolling around in bed thinking about what they should have done and uh, thinking about the week of preparation prior to um, and what they're going to be doing to remedy this. And it's not for the fans. It's not for anybody else. It's for them. It's for, you know, like, come on, have some pride in what you're doing. Have some accountability to your brother's. And um, just get things done, man. This is despicable. It really is. I'm yeah. sick of talking about this. I really am. Yeah, well said. I, I agree. Um, and then I'll throw in my pick here before we go to Matt. Um, I am, I'm picking Iowa to win the game, but I'm not picking them to cover. So I'm going with Nevada. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to even score 20 points. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm hoping we'll win. And so I'm taking us to win, but I'm taking Nevada on the spread. So I'm going to go with Nevada. Matt? Yeah, it was tough when I saw that spread. 21 and a half points, and we've scored a total of 14 points offensively in two games against South Dakota State and Iowa State. Um, Matt, with the stats, man, utilizing I, the research team. 
Good yeah, job. yeah. The, use, the the research team was really impressed with the questions I asked this week. So yeah, we can. Right. But I I am gonna. They got to make a change somewhere. Something's got to change, and it's it's Nevada. I'm gonna I am gonna take Iowa. I think we're gonna run the ball a lot better on them. Lashawn Williams uh, looked a lot better in this game running the ball. He actually did score a touchdown. Um, I don't think we ran him enough. I think we went away from him too soon. But uh, yeah, we've been real hot on fumbling the ball in the one yard line this year. That's kind of like yeah, our thing that's, now. That's the that's tough. It's tw- two games in a row that bit us in the butt. How bad was that? How bad was that officiating? Like we didn't get any calls that whole game. Like that that Monty Potabom fumble. We did down at, at the, the very line. end. We got the unsportsmanlike and got fifteen tacked on. <laughs> But like that Monty Potabom fumble at the one yard line, that's yeah. sorry my language, you're bullshit. Because he crossed the plane. Okay. He did. And and then the, the ball, ball came out after he crossed the plane. Why have why have the review process if you're not gonna get it right? Like it clearly right. showed that he broke the plane. Why can still to this day officials can't get calls right when you're reviewing it like that? Like, is there other politics involved in this? Because when a million people can see it on TV and you can't, and you can't get it right. Uh, what's going on with that? Like, right. what, I don't know. Like Marty, what were your thoughts on that? Cause I know you had an opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I won't repeat the words that I used either. Uh, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. But that, that ball definitely broke the plane. It broke the plane before it even hit the ground. And that's what they're saying was the fumble was when it, when he was, when it hit the ball, hit the ground, it rolled underneath of him. What? It was already across the plane, probably one or two feet in the air. So mm-hmm. it, that's all you have to do to break that invisible pain. That that was an easy one, like you said. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. And I feel like that happens a lot. Uh, and not just with us, with a lot of other teams. You know, you'll watch a review and it's like, oh, that's pretty clear. That's what this is what the call should be. And then they don't do it. It's like why like that process needs to be fixed the we implemented this so things like this don't happen and i don't feel like they're any better than it was before we had the review process so well if i could chime in yeah i'm a big premier league soccer fan huge i watch it every weekend actually watch it so much that i forget that there's college football um (laughs) but they just recently uh you know initiated their their uh uh, play review software VAR um, you know they do the whole thing and um, w- what they do is what I'm very impressed with is like if there's an issue that is called upon by the judges up in the box where something needs to be reviewed the game stops but the clock still runs okay and I'm again I'm not trying to compare soccer and how it ticks up you know to 45 minute Mm-hmm. and all that stuff uh but the clock still runs while the judge while the ref reviews everything right there and you can actually the camera angle can actually show you exactly what the ref is watching so you get to see as a spectator at home three thousand miles away exactly what that ref is reviewing and then he comes to his decision and then whatever time it took i, I was just watching a premier league game manchester united versus somebody else the other day or last week, and it took like four minutes for him to review this, and that time was added on to the end. Blah blah blah. You know that's that's disregard that. But what I was impressed with is we saw as spectators exactly what 
the ref was actually reviewing. <clears throat> I thought that was actually pretty cool. And I've thought about this. With football. Exactly. You know, I thought about this with football. It's like, hold on. What we see as spectators when there's a replay, well, what are they saying? You know, like, right. and call me a devil's advocate. You know, I, I, I'll always be like, well, you know, like maybe they were showing a different angle, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. So that is frustrating though. When they, yeah. they got this little ass screen too, that they're like, well, here's the, here's the deal. Like, I don't even think they're the ones making the decision. They're looking at it, but they're communicating with somebody sure. like somewhere else at another studio that's watching it. And then they're relaying the information sure. to them. And can I ask this? Why does it take 10 minutes just to decide that you're going to review it then? Because I remember all the all these reviews were sitting around like, okay, they're reviewing it. That's why we're not playing yeah. football right now. And then it took them 10 minutes just to come out and say they're going to review the play. Yeah. What the hell were you doing the whole time then? Yeah. Like it, it, it does add a lot of time to a game when you get too many of them going. Well, yeah, it holds up the game, and and you know what? If you're not gonna get it right to begin with, and just stop, you know, just right. get rid of it altogether. Either fix it or get rid of it because it, it's not working right now. Yeah. Um. All right, boys. We all got our picks locked in here. Um. Matt, who did who won last week? Did you were you able to tabulate that? Um. So all three of you had three points. And I had I got I only got two right, <laughs> so we're uh, um, as a total between the two weekends. Um, Marty and Kyle are at six correct picks. Adam's at five, and I'm at four. Ooh, we might get a new champion. But Matt so, did this. Matt did this last year. He fell way behind and then came in hot at the end. So we can just he likes to play long possum. season. It's a long he, season, boys. He likes to play possum. He's squir- he's a squirrely <laughs> one. So keep your eye on Matt, okay? Squirrely one, thanks, yeah. I think. <laughs> all right. All right. So um congratulations to Kyle and Marty for kicking our Woo-hoo! ass again. Um all right, but I you know what? I um I I, I none of us thought Wisconsin was gonna lose. And I don't think anyone saw Notre Dame losing to Marshall. Like that was a crazy that was a crazy game. A lot of upsets. Um, mm-hmm. it, all right, boys. Yes, you forgot the Nebraska pick. Yep, we're still uh, we're still moving on to that one yet. Yeah, we okay. haven't done that one yet. Yep, right. we Marty's are. He's excited. He wants to get his picks in to kick my ass. So that, we. That's um, all I care about. That's my goal for the season. All right, so <laughs> we will. We'll start off quick. We'll we'll kind of jump to that because Marty's getting real. He's ready. He wants to pick this game. Um, We got an 11 a.m. kickoff on Fox. The number six Oklahoma Sooners are coming to town uh, with uh, interim, with an interim head coach. Uh, Scott Frost will not be in attendance. Uh, This one will be in Lincoln. Um, And let's see here. We got um, trying to see who it is. Mickey Joseph is going to be the interim coach. Uh, He's the wide receivers coach right now. He actually played at Nebraska. I think he played quarterback at Nebraska back in the day. But he was in his... 1992 quarterback in the Orange Bowl. They got go. 22, 22 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, what the one one really cool part about that though is he's the first African American uh, head coach ever in Nebraska football history. So that's that's a cool thing. I heard that today. I thought that was not. I thought that was cool. So um, that and he's going to have a shot at the job. Trev Albert said so. Um, Good. Uh, but I think Mickey, I think you're going to have to win out to get that job because it's, uh, they're going to, they're going to want to bring in a big name. And right now it sounds like Matt Campbell is 
the top of the list. So, really? um, yeah, there's been a couple pretty reliable um, sources that are saying that it's all in on Matt Campbell. And if they don't get him, then where they can go from there. That's That would that's... be absolutely amazing. Iowa State fans are so high on Matt Campbell right now. And then him <clears throat> up and leave. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so amazing. I don't, and I don't know Matt Campbell, so you never know where his head's at right now. Like if now he's ready to make a change, if he's not ready to make a change, is that a lateral move for him at this point? Like, I don't know. You know, know, 10 years ago, no, that would have been a a step up, but now it's kind of a lateral move. You know, listening to him talk, it's very repetitive. It's, it's, you know, he's, he's a great coach. He really is the way that he, um, the things that he says, you can tell that it's on, you know, he, he doesn't, um, he doesn't stray away too far from what he's got a system in place and it's working, you know, like everyone's been buying into it. He speaks well, he talks well, everyone loves him. But I will say that the problem with Iowa state fans is that they, they're like a moth into flame. You know, they're like, ah, you know, like they're this way too, way too into it. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. I just don't think they can pay him enough to keep him. If somebody offers him enough money. Exactly. You're right. You know, and you know, I guys like throughout my playing career, as well as this, you know, the past 16 years since I graduated, I've, I've found out the hard way. How many friends of mine are Iowa state, like diehard Iowa state fans. And deep down inside were pissed that I went to Iowa and, you know, you know me, like I was a soccer player growing up. I just happened to be good at kicking footballs. And I had a great visit and love friends and the community that they had there. And that's what I chose. And now I'm in love. I'm in love forever. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's incredible for me to watch the every single year. You know, like Iowa State, my prediction this year is for them. Like, hey, uh, uh, several years ago, actually, something just popped up on my Facebook where I posted something saying, Hey, congratulations, Iowa state, you know, you beat Iowa, you know, go ahead and prepare again for another, I can't remember the, the exact words, but it was more like, you know, I was going to go on to have a very successful season with a reputable, uh, you know, um, bowl game and Iowa state's going to have a losing season. Um, and, uh, you know, it, to this day, it just, even my parents are kind of like divided you know, they live in Ankeny, <laughs> right there in Ankeny, near, near, uh, in between Des Moines and, and Ames. And uh, I'll call them and I'll talk to them and they'll be like, yeah, hey, we just watched the Iowa game and now we're getting ready, we're ready, to, getting ready to watch the Iowa State game. And I'll be like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> go, you know, go out to eat, go have drinks, do something, like just do something other than that. What are you doing? A lot of the Iowa State games aren't even on TV. You have to stream them on the internet. Like Matt's brother-in-law owns a sports bar yeah. in Manson, Iowa, and they have to stream them on the internet because they're not even on TV yeah, a lot of times. So half my, the home, time. my hometown, Ankeny, Iowa, man, is it is definitely it is probably the most divided city in the entire state of Iowa. <laughs> It's so close to Iowa, Iowa State. Um, yeah, I mean it's incredible. So you know, since I've gone through this whole journey, I've, I've, you know, about half my friends are are, and I'm still friends with all of them, of course. You know, like I'm not going to let something like this tear us apart. But uh, I have found that uh, wow, some of my best, best, best friends, man, are diehard Iowa State fans, and 
we get into some heated, heated arguments about like, I just don't understand it. <laughs> you just got to understand that nobody's perfect. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. You know? well, there's people we care about and that we love that make poor life choices. And we just have even, to. Even down you know, to the colors, like black and gold. Like it's just what cardinal and. Right. Did, did you see? Sorry, we're getting off on a tangent here. Did you see yeah. now, now Minnesota's wearing blackout uniforms? It's oh, like one of their colors. Like, stop. It's not even a Minnesota color. They had like black uniforms and then they had that maroon stripe on their shoulder, and that's terrible. It. It's, terrible. Like a last, it's like a last second promotional uh, gimmick. Yeah. Like, well, don't do a blackout. If, don't do a blackout. Don't do a blackout if your colors have don't have black in them. Don't if do it. Go, if you go blackout, and I'll say this for even Iowa, if you go blackout, like you better be creating some history, you know? Like yeah. if you go straight up blackout and you advertise it the week prior, you better be making some history and you better right. be, you better live up to it. All right, boys. We got to get moving along here. We're going to go over our time threshold. Marty, number six, Oklahoma is favored by 14 and a half at Nebraska, 11 a.m. kickoff on Fox. Who do you got, Marty? Oklahoma. I think Nebraska's demoralized. I think they're going to get their butt kicked. I think it's going to be more like a 25 or 27 point spread. All right. All right. Uh, Matt, who are you going in this uh, with this one? Number six, Oklahoma at Nebraska. Oklahoma. It's like just what Marty said. It's going to be – I mean, they're probably going to show up to play, and it is at home, but 14 points for Oklahoma, a number six ranked Oklahoma. I mean, I just can't yeah. see them – um, gonna... <laughs> all right, Kyle, who do you take? Who are you taking in this one? Okay, so uh, the other day I would take Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Um, you know, thinking about the last 15, 16 years of their history, 20 years of their history, absolutely dominant, dominant. Um, but I'm gonna take Nebraska on this one, really. I'm gonna, for some reason, something right. is telling me that Nebraska is uh is going to upset and I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what the point spread is going to be, but something is telling me that Nebraska is going to do it. So. Hmm. All right. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the, the, the bravery that you have there. You got to go with your heart sometimes. Yep. Rip me apart if I'm wrong, man. Let's hey, do it. It's all good. Got man. Feelings. I, I, I'm going to go with the Sooners in this one. I, uh, I, I just, you know, I, Nebraska's playing, Nebraska doesn't play defense. So we don't play offense. They don't play defense. So, um, yeah, maybe we can mold our teams and have a complete team at that point. But, um, I'm going to go with Nebraska or not Nebraska, sorry, Oklahoma in this one. So, um, quickly moving on here, we're going to talk a little bit about, all right, coach Frost was relieved of his duties today. Um, I wanted to run some stats by you guys here, some quick ones, and get your thoughts on that whole tenure. And there's been a lot of um, frustration from Nebraska fans after last night. Uh, a lot of angry Husker fans losing to Georgia Southern, um, which I got that one right. Thank you very much. Um, the, the, they're frustrated and they're pissed. And, but at least now they kind of have a new outlook on life. You know, it's a fresh, fresh hope. Um, five and 20 in games decided by eight points or less. That's a, that's a telling tale right there. 10 and 26 big 10 conference record, 10 and 26, zero and 14 against ranked opponents. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a bad one. Um, so, um, you know, it's not something to laugh about, you know, you know, when we football, we joke around like, Hey, you know, but the guy, 
you know, is, is going through some things and uh, it sounds like, you know, at home, you know, things aren't super great. And, you know, that's not something we'll ever laugh about or anything like that. Cause at the end of the day, we poke fun and we give him crap, but we do wish him the best. Um, and he'll land on his feet. You know, the guy will land on his feet. He'll get a good coordinator job um, or something like that. So um, he will, he'll bounce back. So, but we were, I was counting today. So this is, so I went from Solich to Callahan to Polini to Riley to Frost now. And I, I wanted to see what you guys think. It's it really is starting to look like, and, and I was kind of doing some digging on this today. This is seems like more of a Nebraska problem than a Frost problem or, you know, uh, uh, a Polini problem or anything like that. You know, Bill Moose, the athletic director that was there before Trev Alberts was supposed to be the savior. Like this is the guy. And then all of a sudden overnight he's gone. And it's just like, it really has the smell of one of those SEC programs like an Auburn where the donors have too much control and have, you have too many cooks in the kitchen um, is, is what it really is starting to feel like. Um, I wanted to see Marty, you know, what you think about that. Um, why isn't it working out at Nebraska? Why does every single coach that comes in just fall flat on their face and it fails? Well, you know, we, we, we talk about fans, you know, the expectations are, you know, they give these guys one, two years to turn around a program. And when, when I say turn around, that's not just making a bowl game, you know, keep in mind, Solich was fired the year after he, the, that Nebraska played for the national championship oh. and the following year he went nine and two and they fired him because yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> I what mean, a bunch of idiots yeah yeah you're yeah. right this isn't this isn't a frost problem this no. is, this is a this is a Nebraska uh, problem and and I don't see it turning around anytime real soon either no. what were we gonna say Kyle well I, I was heavily recruited by Frank Solich and his staff. <clears throat> And what I, what I, you know, now, you know, back then in 02, when I committed to Iowa, um, you know, I had, um, I had, uh, I visited Wisconsin. I visited Iowa State, Pittsburgh. I visited uh, Florida State with Bobby Bowden, you know, and when I, when I committed to Iowa and it got all over the news, I remember Dan Young at the time, he was, uh, I believe, Frank Solich's offensive coordinator or offensive line coach. I can't remember, but Dan Young had been a long time coach with Nebraska uh, called me and said, Hey, uh, this is an O2. He said, Hey, you know, we're playing Miami in the national championship. And I said, yeah, I know like that. And he's like, that doesn't bother you. Like you don't want to be a part of this. And I said, uh, no, I don't. And um, you know, I went on an official visit to Nebraska, you know, it just, it, to me, it feels like um, it felt like, Solich was coming off. He had the residual success of uh, who was the coach before him? Osborne. Yeah. Uh, Tom Osborne. He had the residual success of Osborne. And, um, you know, Frank, I, you know, I'm, I, I sat with him at his house, met his family and everything. It was a great, it was, it was a great experience, but I just got this vibe um, from him that he was overwhelmed and by what we're talking about, like, I think that Nebraska had way too much success in the late nineties and that's awesome. I'm not trying to, I'm not bashing it at all. I'm just saying like, sometimes like all good things come to an end, like pretty soon Ohio state's going to become, 
one of those schools that we don't hear about like Miami for many years. And then all of a sudden they're going to come back on the, you know, I mean, gosh, what's Alabama going to do when Nick Saban retires? Exactly. You know, like we're going to hear about it. Like it's all going to happen. They're going to rifle through probably six different coaches in a 15 year span. I mean, you know, it's just, that's how it is. I'm a big believer in, you know, like again, this, this tab, not an expert on this stuff, but I'm only relying on my playing experience being in the locker room for, you know, five very successful years. You know, uh, Coach Ferentz, I'm not going to say that he's the saint. He's the, he, he's the, he's the guy that, that has all the answers. But I will say, like, like uh, you know, when, you, when, you, um, when you're a program that lets, lets your coach do what they have to do, what they have in their head, what they have a plan for, and when you let them do that in the long term and give them more than just two or three seasons to do it, um, granted, there are some coaches out there that, that lose the locker room after two or three seasons, and you know uh, that that needs to be changed. But um, you know, I just uh, feel that uh, with Nebraska, with Frost leaving, um, I hope that I do have a slight soft spot for Nebraska because I had a lot of assistant strength coaches that ended up going there and working mm-hmm. there. You know, I, I was recruited by them and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not. I don't believe that it was all frost. I believe that there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes and you got a whole lot of old people in there that are, yeah. come on, man. You know, why can't you be like Osborne? Why can't you be like Solich? It's like, gosh, you know, why can't you just go home? Sorry. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of those things where it's like, is it getting to the point where we're done making fun of it and it's not fun anymore? <laughs> it's still a little fun. Um, and it, so we care about, you know, Frosty, and we're going to share some of our ideas of maybe some post-coaching positions that he could, <laughs> but um, that he could take and, you know, really set things off in the right direction. But there's some audio that surfaced, you know, like we said, Husker fans last night were just desperate. They were frustrated thing. You know, there was riots in the streets of Nebraska um, after that loss and some audio surfaced and um, it was sent our way from an anonymous source. And I just wanted you guys to, to listen to this. Thank you for calling the Husker Hounds on the Lakeside. No, 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 we can't. Faith, it's been a rough night. The Huskers. What what are we going to do about this? I really don't know. (laughs) I was having good spirits the last game when they won, but oh oh my gosh, was it three points away for winning or two? I didn't even know Georgia Southern was a school. Yeah, me neither. Um, So I'm in a predicament. Um, last night I had a few too many adult beverages to drown my sorrows and I burned all my Husker clothes. Um, I I need to come in and I need you to outfit me with all new stuff. What can you get me some new clothes? Yeah, there's some new sweatshirts and there's some new stuff. Is there any shirts that say like the frost advisory is canceled? Um, I'm not for sure. That's okay. Someone told me too. This is sounds super weird. Is there really like a mannequin of Eric Crouch in there that scratch and sniff and smells like a football locker room? Is that real? <laughs> no, it's not real. That, so. That's not real. <laughs> I don't okay. think I haven't heard anything of it unless it's at the 84th location. But. Okay. Do you guys, um, I was going to see too, I was thinking about picking up a Georgia Southern t-shirt, you know, just to, 
I don't know, kind of a way to deal with the pain. Do you guys have any Georgia Southern shirts or any, like, Hawkeye shirts or anything like that? I'm thinking about switching teams. Um, no, we don't. Can't put you in Reese Holt, sorry, we're really busy right now. Oh, okay. You guys, still, people are still coming and buying stuff? Mm-hmm. A- after that. Right. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I'll be right there. Okay. Oh, that is genius. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> awesome. I, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, Someone sent it in to us, and, yeah. uh, that's the kind of stuff that's happening right now in was, Nebraska. I was trying to figure out who it was in my head. It sounded familiar, but I couldn't pin, pinpoint it. I, I don't think we'll ever find out who that was um, that was sent over. So, um, but, yeah. By the way, I will say that Eric Crouch, back in the early 2000s, he was a good-looking dude, man. I saw him in oh, person. Yeah. and He was uh, – wow, he was a major celebrity around that town. Went to college with a guy that dyed his hair black and dyed his eyebrows black because he wanted to look like Eric Crouch. That's like how popular he was back then. It was so. legit, man. Yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. All right. So jobs that Frosty can apply for now. All right. I'm going to start off with Matt here, Matt. Um, we want to help coach Frost out. We want to help him transition to that next phase in life. Um, what type of opportunities? Um, I, I know you've been on LinkedIn, Indeed, Monster, um, all these, <laughs> trying to find out what's gonna wh- what his next step is, and what what have you seen for him? Um. So you know he's at home. You're going through this rough time and everything. He doesn't even need to leave the house anymore. He can just get on OnlyFans. Oh. Okay. Like on OnlyFans. Maybe account. he'll dye his eyebrows black, look like Eric Crouch, and go on. I don't people, know. People can just like send him money and he can just do whatever they ask. Right. Okay. Marty doesn't probably even know what OnlyFans is. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay. That's okay. That's okay, Marty. It's your I don't think Marty. Yeah, I I don't think you're missing much. You mean why leave the house? All right. Okay. <laughs> Matt, what else you got for us? Anything else? Um, he could go next door and be his neighbor's pool boy. Okay. Good pool boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a seasonal uh-huh. that's a seasonal job, but it okay. is a seasonal job. I got another seasonal one. He could uh he could run around with the carnies and go town to town and run some carnival rides. Okay. That's okay. always an option. We're still on the tail end of uh fall, so there's gonna be probably some carnival still out there that he could he could run. Okay. So um I mean he's right there at the University of Nebraska. He could be a University of Nebraska parking lot attendant. I mean, they're, they that job's probably got to be there. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. And then he's still part of the university. Yeah. yeah. Can still contribute. I got a couple um, that, that I looked up. Um, I thought, you know, just with my professional experience that he would be a great fit for a temp company because then he doesn't ever have to finish a job. Just like he can't finish a game. So um, I thought a temp company would be a good fit for him. He can get in there for a few days and get really close to finishing the job and then just leave. So I thought thought that would, you know, work. And then the other ones are just kind of some spokesperson jobs that he could make some money. Um, You know, he could be the spokesperson at Wendy's for their Frosties. I thought that would be a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, put his face oh, on there. You can hey, sell some frosties. Your wife's got to be helping you out with these. No, <laughs> man, these are all these are all me, man. All me. Um, also, too, we thought maybe you know since he was bragging about his offensive line puking in practice, he could be a spokesperson for Tums. 
Yeah. Um, wow. stomach medication yeah. right there. Um, and then also a spokesperson, you know, Tony, the tiger has really lost his, his flair. <laughs> he could be a spokesperson for frosted flakes. <laughs> I thought would be a good one too. So yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but you, you have to only eat like three fourths of the bowl and you have to leave it. You can't finish the whole bowl. No, no. And honestly, you can't even you can't eat it in a bowl because he never went to one. Even use a bowl? No, he's not allowed. You got to eat it straight out of the box with your hand. Yeah, bowl's not allowed. (laughs) That's good, man. Marty and Kyle, did you guys come up with anything to help him with his future endeavors? I did. Not you know, not nearly as good as yours, but you know, I uh, I've always envisioned that like being a, I think I think someone coming from that atmosphere where you're leading a team you know you got all these people i think a costco manager he would do very well you know like in my surroundings here in oakbrook that's the closest uh costco here it's like one of the busiest in the nation you know i just imagine walking my walking in and and seeing mr frost in a costco shirt you know being very uh hospitable and asking where you know what am i what it is that i'm looking for and yeah you know me him not knowing that I know who he is, so that I, you know, ask him, well, I'm looking for this and this and this and this and this. I end up spending an hour with him and then telling him that, uh, by the way, um, Nebraska sucks. <laughs> hey Kyle, I think that is a great fit because he likes to do things. You know, buy in bulk at Costco. He likes to do things in bulk. Y'all, twenty yeah. players transfer out and twenty players transfer in, and it's nonstop. So he's yeah. and I, I do love Costco. I got some it, good stuff yeah, there. That's a the, wonderful place. The other one I had was uh, I think he'd be a good like Starbucks drive-through guy. Okay, I just I just feel like you know with his whatever he's trying to do next, you know, he's a. Uh, he needs to put himself out there, you know, and when you're talking to 100, 100 and 200 people a day, serving them their coffee drinks and dealing with like, you know, PSLs, PSLs, yeah. especially with this time of season coming on, you know, um, tis the season Tis the season. You know, I think that he'd be a great fit for that. I love it. Those I are great. Sip on his pumpkin spice lattes. Too. Yeah, which they are delicious, but I understand they're uh, I've never had one. They're delicious. either. Oh. Give it a shot. Do you like coffee? Yeah, but I don't have a pair of Ugg boots and leggings, so yeah. I don't think I can do it. it, you know what, it I will say this. It's worth a shot once. Just one okay. time. Give it, give it one right. shot. I'll try it and watch me become addicted. <laughs> uh, all right, Marty, did you did you have any? Because Marty was a had a very successful professional career. Was a, you know was able to retire. He had a lot of success. And so if Marty was going to give me professional advice, I would take it. I would listen. So, um, Marty, do you got anything to help the guy out? Well, I thought about it today, um, and I looked at his at uh, Frosty's experience, mm. and I came up with, uh, and this is an actual job, and in other cultures, it's very popular. It's called a professional mourner. Oh. So if you're a guy that dies and it's not very popular, your family can can um, uh, get these professional mourner, mourners and hire them to come in and cry over your casket and stuff. Really? So I thought, you know, with the four years of Frost's experience, I think a professional mourner, you know, he, he'd do pretty good at that. Huh. See, I told you Marty knows what he's doing. That's, <laughs> that's I, good advice. I never would have thought of that. I didn't even know that job existed. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, it's popular in other cultures. Frost would have to travel, huh. but I think he can do that. Right. I think uh, I think Marty wins.
professional <laughs> mourner. A professional <laughs> mourner. I, I'm, I'm giving it to Marty. That's. Do you have anything else, Marty? You already won. So. Well, there's another one I thought of. All right. And I didn't hear. know this existed, but they're called odor testers. And you know, <laughs> the, way, the, the way Frost has stunk up Husker uh, football in the last four years, <laughs> he could be hired to sit in an office and these volunteers come in and you have to smell their feet, you have to smell their armpits, and you have to smell their breath. Oh. And, and that's what you do for a living. And you get paid for this. Wow. Really? Frost, Frost would probably be good at that. It's a real thing. Maybe good or bad. I don't know. I don't know that I could do that. All right. Well, boys, uh, we are uh, we're at the end of the agenda. That's a good thing we didn't pick more games. We would have been here all night. It was like, oh, yeah. There's a link to a lot of news today. Um, I was going to run through just super quick uh, before we get off. I don't know if you guys had thought about this or if any names had popped into your mind on uh, potential coaches, but one really – jumped off the page at me a couple did that i was really shocked not shocked by but i would never have thought of bill o'brien former penn state coach former houston texans coach um so he's got big 10 experience had a lot of success when he was at penn state and he was able to win during that whole jerry sandusky thing like if you could win during that you know what you're doing he was a name that came up he's uh at the uh, Nick Saban clinic for re- rehabilitating coaches right now um, as the offensive coordinator. And then um, Mark Stoops at Kentucky keeps coming up too as a potential one. And uh, Lance Leipold at, uh, at KU uh, is another one. I don't know. Have you guys thought of anybody that kind of jumped off at you that you thought would be a great fit there? A lot of Iowa fans are offering up Brian Ferentz right now. For that job, uh, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Sorry, it's, it's not, you're not going to get it when you your cute your quarterback has the lowest QBR in the nation." It's still very hard for me to see him on TV. I mean, he's a great dude. I love him, but you know, he is, I, he is a great guy. I had a I had a I had a vastly different experience with him as a player, as a teammate, and it's just very hard for me to see him as a as a, as a coach and what he's doing. Um, but again, you know, like you got to keep things in perspective. What is he trying, what, you know, what are the goals that they're trying to accomplish here with him, with his, with his career professionally, you never know what behind the scenes, him and his dad might have something going on, you know, like they might be hanging on to something to try to get him, you know, who knows, maybe Brian Ferentz is maybe Kirk Ferentz is, is priming him to take over his job. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I know it sounds terrible. But in these type of situations, us as fans and former players, like so, you know, far fetched, um, you never know, really know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah. All right. You guys, you got anything to add, Matt or Marty? Nope. I think, uh, yeah, we've done enough. All right. Marty, what are your thoughts? Anything? No, I have no idea. No idea. It's uh, it's all that stuff. Yeah, that stuff's gonna happen behind the scenes. There's gonna be a lot of things at play that we uh, we know nothing about. So, boys, it was fun. Uh, enjoyed it, guys that are listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, share it out, get it out there. We we appreciate your guys' support. We appreciate everyone coming out to the game watch uh, at Thirsty's, which is a great bar. I definitely will be back. A uh, lot of fun. So thank you to it them. Was a good bar. Yeah. Hey. One last thing. Where can I get one of those awesome Nebraska Hawks Nest trucker hats you guys got going? You got going uh, on. I know a guy. We can okay. set it up All for right. you. Yeah. Pretty sweet, one. huh? 
Yeah, they are, man. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy two. Two. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These Ooh. are comfortable, too. These yeah, things are, are awesome. Uh, they're good ones. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up with the guy we know, our apparel, our apparel provider. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you set up. All right. All right, guys. Well, until next week, hopefully we uh, can can have a little bit of a better result against Nevada, hoping for the best. And again, we want to say we're frustrated, we're negative, but we still love our Hawks no matter what. We're going down with the ship. Well, no matter what, if the ship's going down, we're there too. So, yep. guys, have a great week. Fun as always. And go Hawks. Go Hawks. Cheers, go dude. Hawks. Man.